Hi. Hello and welcome to Healing Time with Bryn and Malika. It's basically dark, pitch black mm-hmm. in here. The Bat Cave. <laughs> I love the Bat Cave. Yep. I think everything should be moody like this moving forward. And yet we're glowing in the light provided by a candle, a bougie. Bougie. Thank you, friend of the pod, Missy Nardon. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Missy. <laughs> Although she's Italian, so it's not Missy Nardon. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, thank you, Tudor, for providing us with a bumper pack of candles. Other brands, please take note. Yep. Uh, so far, that's the only brand that has received the bat signal um, for the bat cave. Sending we... out signal number, who knows, 11, because this is episode 11. Yay! Lucky number 11. Ooh, we're well into those double digits. 11, 11, make a wish. I wish we would get more than five listeners on the podcast. Oh my God. What are you talking about? Just kidding. We get a million listeners a week. Actually, I don't even know how many listeners we have because Bryn's in charge of the anchor because if I had it on my phone, I'd probably be checking it every three minutes. (laughs) So we have an undisclosed number of listeners. It's a lot. Just saying. Our our editor said that um, it's really impressive for a new podcast. Wow. Okay, I'll have to check the uh, little board today. But I'm not giving you access, love. <laughs> <laughs> um, today is what? What are we even talking about? I think we need to go back to our original format. We went a little off piece oh, yes. last week. No, 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 no. But that was appropriate because it had been a long time. But guys, you're listening. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming, meaning we start this episode off with <gasps> Watch news. Oh, I miss that noise. Oh. Okay. So, God, where the fuck do we start? Okay. <laughs> I'm so like deep in the watch, like pulse on the pulse. I'm like so in it that I'm like God, that's like 500 releases. Where do we start? Oh my God. You're bollocks deep. (laughs) Literally. Okay. I'm going to say most important uh, of late. Actually released today. Oh. The Gartier Pebble. (laughs) I'm biting my tongue. (laughs) Trying not to call it the Cartier button. Uh, Okay. So this uh, reissue is based on a watch designed or released rather in 1972. Only six made originally. Six. Isn't that crazy? Six released in 1972. And I don't know. I feel like this is a real like deep cuts watch. Yeah. Like it's never really garnered that much attention aside Aside from last year's auction. Because six were made. Because six were made. Yeah, but you know, like, there are other watches. Yeah, yeah. That have very few um, examples and people go crazy. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this watch. This is one of those things where it's like, you want to love it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I love it. So it's called the Pebble also known as the baseball. 
Baseball. It's a baseball. <laughs> uh, 36 millimeters. Wait, I think. why do they call it the baseball? Because the diamond? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, wait, let's. The diamond in the circle. Yeah, for, yeah. Our, for our listeners, let's give them a, let's try to have them visualize it. What does it look like? What does she look like? What does the watch look like? Yeah. Oh, I was about to give a nice description. Oh, go off. A round 36 millimeter diameter case. Yellow, gold, with a opaline white dial, mm. a signature blue sapphire cabochon crown, and a lovely light brown calf leather strap. Mm. Any other details? Because I can't see the watch right now, so I'm going off of memory. No, you're doing great. I will say it's like, if you picture, let's say... The Cartier Santos, the square dial. Yeah. They rotate it. Oh, right, right. So it's a rotate. So it's like slightly rotated so that it's diamond shaped. Yeah. So diamond versus square, and the Roman numerals kind of follow suit. They have kind of this oddly shaped um, positioning. So it's a, it's a diamond within the gold case, which is a circle. Lots of geometry. Basically, just Google it. <laughs> Please Google it. Um, it's got the signature Cartier uh, train track minutes. I feel like we're describing like who we think murdered somebody. Yeah, to the, like, I know. The, the court sketch artist or, or like the FBI. Yeah, we're giving a character description. Yeah, so it's like a diamond, but like, <laughs> it's like a Santos, but like. I mean, um, I thought my description was quite good. Wait, Basically, what did you say the dial? It was like an Ovaltine dial? Uh, <laughs> Ovaltine, I said Opaline. <laughs> what does Opaline mean? It's like a slightly opalescent uh, white. Oh. Yeah. Come on, babes. Right, so it's got the blue, the signature blue Cartier hour and minute hands, train track minutes. Yep, yep, yep. It's all yep, of that yep. good stuff. So they're taking a lot of design cues from the classic Cartier look, but it's totally inverted and, and wacky. And it's... Well, it's that era yeah. of crazy Cartier, yeah. the 70s. Which I like that they're yeah. reissuing a 70s model because that's kind of all I want out of watch brands yeah. like I'm just like every time we talk about going to a museum we always gravitate towards the 70s pieces which the watch brands pretend don't exist anymore I would argue yes and no because the sports watches that everybody goes gaga for today were all invented in the 70s but I know that you're really talking mainly about like, like designy dress watches the 70s was a period of like heavy, heavy design. Yeah, and innovation. Um, some of it disgusting, but mm -hmm. some of it amazing. I mean, it's my favorite decade in general. Um, but I think this watch is an unusual, I mean, not like the crash is an unusual, but this one, I don't know how I feel about this. One. I've never really been that into it. Yeah. I don't know. It sold last year at Philips for 403,000. Not I mean that's a lot of money, yeah. but that's not like crash money. Yeah. I also think that with the exception of the crash, Cartier wasn't selling as high on the secondary market no. and auction until kind of recently. Yeah, it's a and recent. And we're seeing it really kind of uh have a what's little the word. what peak. <laughs> 
No, ascend. ascend. Yes. We're seeing the prices ascend. So I feel like in the future, we'll see more references from Cartier go for higher. But yeah, that does feel kind of low for a watch that well, was six, one of six. One of six. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's called the base, but I don't know what it is, but I'm like not feeling the story. So how many are being released in 150. this 150. 150? One, one, I didn't even know the price. It's probably price. I don't know. Who knows what the price is? Probably a lot. It's probably a lot. But I do like, thank God, that they made it in yellow. <laughs> Can you imagine if they'd made this in rose? I think I would just leave the industry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't worth my time. I yeah. quit. Like, it's like almost like they're taking the piss. Yeah. Why bother? Why do? But literally, I just, oh, I don't know. I like it, but I feel like I like it because I'm supposed to like it. Yeah. Not because I actually like yeah. it. Well, I saw it and it didn't, it didn't elicit any kind of wow response from me that I get from a lot of Cartier watches. It is reminding me of this Tiffany & Co pendant that I had when I was a teenager that was like a round gold smooth mm. pebblish looking thing mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's reminding me of a lot of things mainly there's one chocolate in England um they're called minstrels mm. for my UK <laughs> fam out there <laughs> they're gonna know what I'm talking about it's like exactly the same shape just uh. like little chocolates uh -huh. exactly and that's all that I can think of like when I look very at kind of very rounded yeah yeah like that like Thin, round. I don't know. Yeah, I keep accidentally calling it the button because it like reminds me. Of, like, well, it, look, it looks like a button. It's like a little button. It's like a air tag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Cartier air tag. It's the Cartier air tag. Shout out William Messina for this is completely off topic, but Malika and I both went to a very nice Italian lunch last week. Oh, that was gorge, wasn't it? Ultra Paradiso. Yep, we were hosted by William Messina of Messina Lab, and we got to take home little gift bags. And to my surprise, was a Apple AirTag in the gift bag. <laughs> May I literally need an AirTag on like every I, single possession? <laughs> have that you I put own. it on something yet? No, I used to have an like one of those things on my keys, but mm. you know, I I literally can't find anything ever. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's very me. But um, just in case you're wondering, the pebble is uh priced at forty thousand pounds sterling, which comes out to about forty four thousand seven hundred dollars. Crikey, that exchange wow. rate is good if you got dollar. Oh, um, I, I need a dollar, dollar. <laughs> yeah, if you are shopping luxury, then uh, go across just, the pond. Yeah, go to Europe because your money is good there. Wow. I don't feel like such a loser American now. Um, loser. Okay, so moving on from the pebble because I have nothing else to yeah, say. We love you, little. We love you, little button. Little oh, Benjamin button. It does button. remind me. Actually, do you know what it reminds me of? The like play school um thing where you have the shapes that you're supposed to fit into the like <laughs> yeah. same shape hole uh, with the yeah. hammer. Yeah, it's very that. You know this watch. Sorry, I know we we're moving on, but it reads very masculine to me. Do you think that's why? Because I, at first I was like, is it because it's called the baseball that I think it's masculine? But yeah. I'm just not, I'm not convinced. Yeah. I think like men are going to be like, oh my God. No, well, they already are. Yeah. Yeah. And like seeing it photographed in the classic Hodinkee way. 
<laughs> I think that might actually be a pre- uh, from the press pack, but yeah. This? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. <sighs> yeah, know. it's just, it's not for us, but honestly, love the the concept, love the idea. We love the reissue vibe. And not everything is going to be for us, which is like everything else in life. So Cartier, keep doing you. You do you, boo. Okay. <clears throat> Moving along. This is the one of my favorite releases in the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Wait, Cartier is going to be listening to this. Although I highly doubt it. But they're going to be like, oh, she doesn't like the pebble, but she likes this shit. <laughs> okay. You know what? Right? I'm a woman of taste. And I know I'm a woman Confirmed. of taste. Confirmed. Confirmed I'm a woman of taste. <laughs> Objectively. Yes. Because taste is objective. Uh and I sure the pebble's not for me. I appreciate it. If my date and I love you, Blake, but if my date showed up wearing a pebble, <laughs> would that change my opinion of him? Probably not. Would I think he was kind of a watch nerd? Probably, yes. A little try hard. Little try hard for me, to be honest. Yeah, maybe that's what it comes down to. It's try hard. It's try hard. Like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get I absolutely feel- Bad for this. Um, <laughs> no, but you know what? It is giving. It is giving one hundred. <laughs> I never say that, but I'm saying it now. It's giving watch nerd. It's giving watch nerd. It's pandering to the watch nerds. It is. It's like it's like oh, design for watch nerds. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. But like in theory, great, and for the watch nerds, yes. But then I bet if we showed our snobby fashion friends. Well, I don't know. No, I think they like it because I've know. had a few few friends liking that story I posted mm. today. And it has me thinking that, I mean, it is very in that whole Tyler, the creator wearing yeah. Cartier. But I don't think he'd wear this one. I don't just, think he would. Just saying. Yeah. Joke's on us if he shows up wearing it. But, but yeah, <clears throat> I don't know how I feel. Don't yeah. love it. Don't hate it. Whatever. Whatever. Let's move on. Switzerland. Neutral. <laughs> Genève. <laughs> Onto a watch that really just exemplifies my absolutely objective, amazing taste. <laughs> <laughs> the new Richard Mille Automatic Tourbillon Smiley RM88. Wow. I'm going to go there and I'm going to say that this is my favorite release of the year so far. Really? I'm obsessed with it. Okay, tell us why. First of all, I look at it and it just makes me happy because it's like every okay I love colorful things I love the 60s the 70s I you've been to my apartment Mm -hmm. well I try to keep it tidy for you but there's stuff everywhere like my room is just packed with stuff little just things I feel comfortable when there are a lot of things around Mm -hmm. me I like to wear a lot of jewelry yeah you're like the antithesis of like the which I'm very sick of the yeah. the minimalism that's just like hate. overcome millennial hate. culture. Hate minimalism. Yeah, like you're the op- you're like a maximalist maximalist. Yeah, like I want to be in my country cottage yeah. with my English decor, flowery wallpaper. You know, sixty five teapots mm-hmm. on top of the shelf, mismatched china, mismatched china. Crazy but, wild garden. But by the, oh yes, wild garden, love wild Bunch flowers. of like, you just, you just throw the seeds. Well, not quite, but <laughs> I, I, that's me in the Cotswolds with my mismatching 
China, but it's all expensive, mm-hmm. but it's mismatching. Yes. <laughs> and can I just say, yeah. I can't wait till your granny age. It's going to be on sicko mode. It's going to be messed up. Because you're right? not, you're going to lose. <laughs> you're just not going to care. I'm not going to care. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So basically this watch appeals to me in every way because it's bright colors. It's packed with stuff. Have you, I've never seen anything like it. No. And I got to give it to Richard Mille. Like mm. they make things that no one else make. Right. Who Who is doing this? It's very original. Like actually though, now that I come to think of it, you know who else puts charms in watches? Well, you know what I was going to say is. Um, not the Alec Monopoly. <laughs> no, no. What I was going to say is, oh my God, I'm blanking. Well, I was going to say that the only other person that really does this is Jacob. Oh. But that's a different thing. Yeah. This, well, yeah. Can you just explain, like... Do you want me to talk you through Yeah, the talk me through it and for the readers at home. <laughs> okay, readers at home. <laughs> or listeners at home, rather. Dare um, I say. To find out more, head to hodinky.com. Yeah. <laughs> really, find out more on hodinky.com. But basically, I describe it as an emoji watch, but that's just me being stupid. Um mm-hmm. So, okay, there's a automatic tourbillon. So um, it's a self-winding. The movement is actually skeletonized so that you kind of the whole point is that the emphasis is like on the little sculptures in the watch. Yeah, which there are 3D sculptures yeah, in the watch. Yeah, so there are tiny little 3D sculptures in this watch. A pineapple, a cactus, a <laughs> flamingo, a cocktail glass, a sun, a smiley, I mean, a cloud. The cloud, the rainbow. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, So the movement, which is normally kind of like front and center of the RM, uh-huh. is hidden behind this little like cloud mm-hmm. um, subdial. And rainbow. Mm -hmm. So, like, the feature here is number one, the smiley face. Smiley. So, this is basically in kind of, it's like a celebration for the 50th anniversary of the smiley, which is a little controversial because the person who drew the smiley, white supremacist. No. Probably, but no. Um, but, oh my God, Bryn. <laughs> I'm just thinking so, of all of our canceled faves. Basically, it was designed by this man named Harvey Ball in 1963. Mm-hmm. But as with all good things and talented artists, somebody came along and licensed it. Ah, uh, And so it's the 50th anniversary of the licensing of the Smiley. But yo, this Smiley licensing company... They must be raking it in me because oh if you God. do anything with a smiley, yeah. you have to like partner with this licensing company. So like any fashion brand that you see today that has a smiley face on it, that's like the, the one, the smiley yeah. is like in collab with this Jeez. smiley company. I mean, the nineties must've been huge for them. I feel like smiley was like everywhere. Well, there's a whole story about how it all came to be, but it's just, the modern day kind of smiley, like it's licensed. Forget it. You can't. Crazy. It's, it, it's their IP. Oh, wow. So having said that, that kind of takes away from the vibe a little bit. But let's just ignore that yeah. and focus on the good thing. Yes. Um, I love it just because, I mean, look at these. You really need to pull up a pic. 
say we'll link. Yeah, we'll link. But picture it's like the classic RM shape. It's so it's the tonneau RM shape. Yeah, and then within it's just like all these little tiny within, sculptures. Yeah, it's they've basically positioned all these tiny little sculptures at an angle so that you can really see the whole thing. So that it's like keeps its kind of three D vibe. Yeah, you know. Okay, I'm yeah. Trying to remember the three D sculpture in the watch. Remind. I mean, it's been done by um. Can't remember. They have the boutique on like uh, Wooster Street. Oh my god! What are you talking about? I need to know. It's like the Knights of the Round Table. Oh, Roger Dubois. Roger Dubois. Okay. I'm not not likening it to it, but it's like the little microscopic sculptures that are within the case. Yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, you have to respect it, no Mm -hmm. matter what kind of feeling this elicits within you whether it's hate or love it's like you look at the craftsmanship that went into it and it's these tiny sculptures in the tiny watch case it's just like how did they even do that and make a functioning watch that is like it's crazy it's (laughs) but no 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 this one i mean how can you look i just think it's absolutely phenomenal yeah and if I had the money to spend on this kind of frivolous item, <laughs> Which is then cool. I probably would. Like, I just think it's so cool. And I think they've nailed it. Like, I don't think anyone's done the mini sculpture thing in a like that yeah. good, like to this standard. Yeah. But I, that's why I love Richard Mill. It's like, yes, we are disgustingly overpriced mm-hmm. and we are totally unobtainable. Yeah. But we will make the best of anything that's out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think it's insane. Look at it. It's insane. What are what's up with those little um sapphire diamond shaped thingies? Oh, on the case? Yeah. They're the indices. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm looking at the Oh wow. Like you can look at this for like 30 minutes and notice something new each time. Cause I didn't even notice those indices. I'm talking about the blue diamond. Yeah, yeah. The indices. Oh. So, okay. And yes, it does have a little red gold on the case, but I'm willing to... Let it slide. Let that slide. I just think it's it's one of the funnest kind of... Yeah. Coolest things I've seen in ages. I want to... The little sculpture is like... The cynic in me is looking at like the flamingo and the cactus. Yeah. And, and I'm like... It's like the Palm Springs, like neon aesthetic. That's yeah. like so millennial. Yeah. But I think it's cute. I think the way they've done it though is like, oh, you know what? Let's just do it. Like if we're going to do it, yeah. we might as well just go for it. Yeah. And let's remember that the people who are going to be buying this watch, they probably quite like that aesthetic. Yeah. I just think it's, I think, I think this is actually the most Pharrell looking thing I've ever seen. It's so, it's because I'm happy. But <laughs> not only that, like, it just looks like it belongs in his wardrobe. Absolutely. I mean, he is King RM. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to be. He's going to be rocking it. He's going to be rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> look at well, that crown. Wait, let me look at it. The Hold crown on. has a smile in it. I mean, Aww. it's just so funny. And what's also funny is that it's a fabric strap. Yeah. Which is just it's such a, yellow. It's just such a like, fuck you, isn't it? 
I mean, they do not care. They don't need to care. Yeah. And people who don't know watches are always like, oh, what are those disgusting things that look like toys? Like, it's like, it it really gets crazy responses from people. Yeah. But that's when you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. When like you- Kanye. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like good press. Like any press is good press. And if you take the time to kind of dig and really see what goes into it you like can't help but be impressed and that's just looking at it let alone trying it on in person and you're like oh my god it's weightless and it's like it's 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 weightless and just proportionately it's incredible and the flamingo eye was beaded on with the world's tiniest (laughs) beading tool ever made Like I literally, when I first saw this, I just, I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I feel like it's mine. Yeah. God. <laughs> I know. So. All right. So the the two genders are the RM smiley or the Cartier button. <laughs> Ugh. i love the comments in the hedinki section today though by the way they they were really coming for this watch my favorite one is some both is also incredibly useful if you want to know how many minutes you have left before pineapple (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you are in it i love this watch (laughs) so much yeah i've been absolutely i who am i but yeah people being like that much for a class drop lol (laughs) 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 they're just memeing themselves at this point Uh, okay Um, so yeah people whatever malika you love it but malika i don't know if you guys know this about her she loves a wacky watch i do i do so as i'm a woman of taste (laughs) i (laughs) i like classic things but then i can really just go off into the weird weird yes like mad one yeah but worse not worse because i love it like weirder crazier than that i just i either want it to be beautiful and classic yes or i want it to be covered in diamonds or i want it to be weird i like i really can't get behind a lot of things that a lot of watch people like yeah but i can get behind the weird stuff well it's why we love you you're Thanks, the Donna. wacky, wonderful world of Malaika MC. Moving on to a one from one RM fan to the next. Mm. Burrell. Burrell. Burrell, son of Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do we feel about this auction? I think it's pretty great. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Burrell has his own platform called Jupiter. Spelled with two O's, not, not the planet way. A um, platform for young and loaded people. Yes. They're, <laughs> I guess, disrupting auction. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's a new auction platform. And is this like the inaugural sale? Yes. Inaugural auction. So he is auctioning off a selection of personal items, some watches, a lot of Jacob & Co., a gold Sony PSP, Ooh. a Jacob & Co. Blackberry. It's just a bunch of his stuff. Bit of Lorraine Schwartz. Yeah. We love her. Crazy one. The Goyard with the PW. Oh, God. Oh, what about like a polo that's like in horrible condition? 
that he like probably sweated on. It's like but disgusting. People love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the people who bought Kurt Cobain's sweater, which is which is objectively cooler than that. Yeah. Than Pharrell, living artist Pharrell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like nasty polo. You, let's not- <laughs> no, we're not. Okay. But people will buy soiled ass garments okay, from soiled. artists. <laughs> it's soiled. <laughs> if you see the picture, I'm like, that is soiled. Oh my god. Um no, anyway. My, so my favorite thing that happened was I went to the auction preview and I was taking a picture and the security guard was like, excuse me, ma'am, please do not lean on that. That is a very expensive watch. Oh. And, oh. and I was like, oh really? Oh, yeah. Cool. No kidding. You're like, I work at Hodinky. <laughs> um, wait, so the auction preview, I was out of town, um, having one of the worst weekends of my life. <laughs> oh, um, wait, but it was in Soho. Soho. And did you have to be invited to go or do you just pull Yeah, up? so you so there was an auction preview night uh-huh. for members of the press. Okay. And then and you know Was it a scene? Fam. You know, fam and was fam. It, was it watch watch no, people? It was like very not watch people, okay. if you know what I'm saying. Love that. Um and then there was a preview that I think you had to register to go to, but anyone could go okay. to it on the weekend. And it's in Soho. On Broadway. Okay, just like in a space. Yeah, just in a space, like literally in some shoddy space. Okay. That they'd, they put, I mean, it was very dark in there. They uh-huh. put down these like weird plush purple carpets everywhere. Okay, okay, Prince. It was not giving Phillips. It was giving... Yeah. Something new. Yeah, something, something very... Yeah, it was not, it was not... Sotheby's Phillips. Yeah, which they could have done this, you know, like it could have been because Sotheby's is always trying to do like a clout sale, like the Supreme Board. Or no, whatever. but I, I like, yeah. No, I like that or he's the kind Christie's of taking it. Project X or whatever that is. <clears throat> yeah, like all these auction houses are, you know, they're they're listening, they're watching, they're giving thoughts and prayers to new culture and they're yeah. trying. Yeah. Like he could have done that, but he chose to take it in his own hands and be a little entrepreneur about it and make his own platform. I mean, I think this could really take off, you know? Yeah. So you go into the dark ass room uh-huh. and all the lots are displayed. What I don't like is when you go to a preview and you can't touch things yeah. because I've come to think that I'm allowed to touch everything right. in auction previews. Yeah. So I felt a little bit like frustrated. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's because it's provenance because they have Pharrell's skin flakes and DNA on it all? <laughs> I do think that some people were had taken appointments earlier in the week, like press appointments yeah. to like actually take like one on one. Like we we had pictures on Hodinky, but um, basically my takeaway from the auction was that it I liked there were so many young people coming to see all these things. Cool. And it was like, mm, who are all these people on Broadway on a Saturday afternoon in Soho mm. um, walking past, you know, because Broadway on a Saturday afternoon, it's not really giving Yeah, it's cute. like the busiest day at the mall. And it's very touristy. Yeah. But I feel like I saw a lot of, on, on the Friday and the Saturday, I saw a lot of like young people like flocking to see this auction. Mm. I went to go and see my friend Simone who runs the social for Jupiter and I was just talking to her about I know I was like wow this is like you can tell this is gonna be something yeah so all the lots were displayed I have to say that I really just gravitated to the five time zone which is like I think 
a royal five times in it's called just like all iced out the jacob and co yeah jacob and co five times in is like the new york watch Mm. it's like i don't know i feel like Blake, my boyfriend, always says that everyone in high school had a fake five times in. Oh, wow. Like it was the flex okay. of that time. East Coast. Yeah. And I did a Jacob and Co. shoot with High Snobiety a few months ago. And it was all about the five times in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ian, Isa- Ian Isaiah was wearing it and was like, agreed with Blake. Like, yeah. That was the watch of our childhood wow it's like super new york thing Mm -hmm. and then to see it in the all diamonds yeah it's crazy it's just like so my cup of tea yes it's stunning it's stunning there was like a crazy chopard watch too which by the way i'm really here for chopard at the moment same like i love chopard like i don't love chopard but i do love chopard it's that's a whole those the crazy ones that he's selling are so good i could do without the happy diamonds (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what a lot of people think but um yeah wow there were a lot of g-shocks well two g-shocks two skeletonized perpetual calendar relics tell us about the concept malika oh two two concepts royal oak concept i actually love a royal oak it's very thick (laughs) It's again, it's wacky watches. It's 44 mil. It's a, a meter watch. <laughs> it's well, a okay, wait. Ass I watch. have a question. Yeah. So it's young people flocking. Mm. I like this because it's a way for younger people to kind of, I mean, if they're paying attention to the watches, mm. they'll learn more about the watches through Pharrell and through this. Mm. You know, it's like a gateway. Mm. Who's buying all this stuff because it's es- like the estimate for let's say the 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 concept the high estimate is 225,000 I mean I don't I'm certainly not buying it I don't know who's buying it I wonder it. who's buying it I Alan mean, friend of the pod Alan Bedwell he's like well I think the MoMA is gonna buy some of this stuff oh god I love him um <laughs> I hi Alan I think he might be right like the Blackberry. I mean, these are like iconic sort of objects. Yes. I feel like they're just so. These are a historical object. That's what I said. Somebody's so rude in the comments of my post. Because I said, them. this sale will go down in history as a significant mark of style and culture that define an era. Because it's so definitive. Like, mm. this was so. This is what people were wearing. I don't know. If you like look back like 100 years ago. No, 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 no. But Pharrell was. He's the tastemaker. He was genuinely one of the most important and influential people in fashion. So somebody goes, significant mark of style and culture, dot, dot, dot. Sarcasm at its finest. (laughs) And I was like, did you live under a rock in the 2000s? Yeah, people have nothing better to do. As I've recently learned from- What did you say? (laughs) I said, people have nothing better to do. They have nothing better to do. I'm just like, it's fucking Pharrell. (laughs) We are salty today on the podcast. I mean, I'm just saying. Also, it's a Monday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's okay. But listen, I agree with you, Bryn. I think this is like a very important auction. Yeah. V-I-A. You know, <laughs> I feel like the way that we look at the um, that celebrity auction that AP did back in the day, you know, it was like the first of its kind. Like with Jay-Z? 
oh, I can't remember what this bloody auction was called, but I recently found the catalogue on eBay and Whoa. I think I need to buy it. Yeah, you should. But it was like, oh, there's a name for this auction and I'm mind blanking, but it was in the early 2000s. And it was when Francois started doing all this kind of celebrity stuff because mm. it wasn't really a done thing back then. Mm -hmm. Like, so it was kind of the beginning of that type of watch culture. Yeah. And I feel like this is the beginning of something too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've seen auction being disrupted, like StockX and. Yeah. Whatever. God, I'm so bored of it. I also stuff. feel like recently I, I might be completely making this up, but recently I feel like I've seen something where it was like a celebrity kind of backing like an auction. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But this one feels different. Well, I think Pharrell knows the power of him being the provenance. Yes. Right. Which LOL at every listing. It's like the Royal Oak, um, Odomar Piguet concept. And then under each item, it's like provenance, Pharrell. Yeah, I know. It's pretty funny. But I I think it's very smart. Yeah. Okay, go off, Pharrell. Um, apparently the sales in two days. I'll be I'll be very curious to see, you know, what kind of money this fetches. If we're going if we're going low end estimate, high end, if we're uh, oh, no, I going think, past. I think this is like big time. Yeah. I, I feel like each like, for example, the polo is estimated, his striped polo shirt, $350 to $500. I mean, that's just... Like, that's obviously going to get... But what really kills me is that... Um, the, I mean, this is like the opposite of a Phillips auction in that these things are so used. Like, oh, yeah. When They're you look, beat up. Yeah. When I looked at the um, skeletonized perpetuals, I was like, oh, my God, these things have been so heavily used. Mm -hmm. But it, that was kind of what was cool about yeah. them. Like, you know, they've all been, like the Bape G-Shock is just destroyed. Because <laughs> he's wearing it. But how sick is that? Yeah, that's cool. Because a lot of these things we see at auction, they're in pristine condition because, you know, they probably just sat in somebody's box for years. I'm really upset that this time to give Audemars Piguet catalogs gone up by 30 euros. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so oh, cool. I want the Jacob Owen Code gem necklace. Yeah, awesome. but I do, I do, I really think there's a tie here between that time to give auction. Yeah. It's kind of like this is the new, this is the new era. If you look back at this auction catalog, it's really funny. It's like Callista Flockhart. What? Robin Williams. Wait, so this is the Audemar Piguet yeah. celebrity auction? Yeah, I mean this. Callista Flockhart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like actually iconic. Wow. And everyone needs to go and look at this. Um, but. I just, yeah, celebrities and auctions. It's kind of a funny overlap. Yeah, yeah. Auctions are just weird in general. Auctions are weird, but I'm here for this. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, Auctions are also weird because it's like no real normal person no. is shopping at No, they're not. Well, although you do get this sort of like fine watches and jewelry that's like the lower yeah. price point. Yeah, like they'll have like a Cartier that goes for like $5,000. And yeah. I feel like my friends who work at auction are always like, it's not as intimidating or untouchable as you think it is. Like, Yeah, I think you can actually get some real bargains. Yeah, you can get some deals. Yeah. It's just the format of it or like the experience of it, like placing a bid 
It's kind of scary. Yeah, I get that. Um, but anyway, everybody should go and check out Jupiter.com. Yeah, Jupiter with two O's. Jupiter. Link in the show notes. <laughs> uh, okay. Final, Next. Final stretch. Home stretch, as they say here. Uh, what should we do? Is this hot topic? Hot topic. Well, also before we move on. Uh- we, oh. Malika and I both hung out with Misty Copeland. Oh my God, how could I forget? Yeah. Um, Malika and I uh, both happened to be invited to a Brightling event and their brand ambassador, Misty Copeland, was there. It was her night. She had a little um, a talk for people and she's probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. She's, if you don't know, Misty Copeland is a ballerina. Um, She's a principal dancer for the ABT company, which is like a big deal. I think she was the first female, the first black female principal. Which is crazy. And she has an incredible life story. And she's sort of very open and honest about where she's come from and her journey and you I need to read her book actually but I had a chance to sit down and talk with her and she's very inspiring she's like one of these people that she's just like full of optimism Mm -hmm. which makes me feel terrible you know yeah she's um, so positive she's so positive she is a proper like role model Um, she is yeah and she has a foundation and it brings ballet to underserved communities urban communities where like ballet is like unthinkable which is where she got her start at a similar program Mm -hmm. and she was like if i'd never had that i would never have been a dancer yeah it's pretty cool she also mentioned in her discussion she probably mentioned this in um your interview but she was inspired by mariah carey in the very very beginning me and too. I love like I love thinking about little baby Misty, see Mariah. Aww. Heartbreaking, got the best of me. Aww. Um. Anyway, she's like the most pure, inspiring, accomplished, amazing woman. And I honestly, this is not branded content. Brightlings brand ambassadors are legit. <laughs> like yeah, they do be getting those good ambassadors. Yeah, because I was reading an article in the New Yorker about um the explorer Bertrand Picard, who's also a Brightling brand ambassador. And I actually I moderated a discussion panel that he was on in Geneva and I was like, Oh, Bertrand Picard, like he's an explorer. I didn't really have time to soak up who he is, but he comes from like a lineage of proper explorers who like went the highest in elevation and the lowest to the depths of the sea and they're wow. making crazy waves and scientific and aerospace technology it's just like like this guy is like legit wow and that's just the kind of brand ambassador that brightling hires and i think it's really cool it's like people who actually do who do who be doing things it's funny though how they go like really just like big time hollywood yeah so they have like the most exciting principal ballet dancer for american ballet theater and then they have brad pitt (laughs) it's like quite mad and i love every (laughs) they group their brand ambassadors by quote-unquote squad Oh my God, Brightling Squad. Yeah, but I love this. It's like Charlize Theron, Adam Driver, Brad Pitt. We, yeah. I think we already talked about like, this. Lassias A listers. It's like very A list. Yeah, but then they have like some, this amazing explorer guy. 
Um. Anyway, and so the, that was Breitling. It was the great. The dollar is not short. No, they, business is good. A business there. is good, Shea Breitling. Um, yes. Okay. So, Malika, how much time do we have? We got a little time to talk about this because I really got to pop off after this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Bugger off. Yeah, I, I gotta, have to eat some soup. You got to watch soup. Great British Bake Show. And I've, oh my God. <laughs> Can't wait till you watch that one and report back. Uh, okay. Hot topic of the week. Should I take it away? Yeah, go for it. Styling watches, which is a thought that has really been on my mind of late, probably for quite obvious reasons, <laughs> seeing as there's a both the career choices I've taken in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing, okay? It's very hard to combine these two spaces, the watch world and the fashion world. They seem to want nothing to do with one another. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bridge this gap. Oil and water. Oil and water. And I'm really here to bridge this gap because for the fashion space, you see, watches are simply an afterthought. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? We're just trying to last minute appease the advertisers. If it's not a tank or a president, <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> Basically. Period. And if you don't advertise it on magazine, it's we rule. going on a model's wrist. Mate, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> God, we've said fuck a lot this episode. Explicit. Explicit content. Basically, watches are overlooked in the fashion landscape. And, you know, most of the time, I mean, it's so obvious to me when I'm flicking through a mag, which I very, I very rarely flick through magazines because... I think people just don't anymore, but um, you know, I feel like my my day is sort of just riddled with pictures and imagery yeah. all over Instagram and social media, and I can't. I, the last thing I want to do is actually go home and flick through a magazine, mm, which is so sad. No, because that was just such a joy for me yeah. as a teenager. But it's like too much. Yeah, the only time that I flick through magazines is when I'm getting on the airplane and I literally buy like. Us weekly. You know, I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put it past me, but like, especially if I'm going through Heathrow, uh-huh. they, they have a great selection. Uh, and I literally bought like 10 magazines and just oh read God. them all on the plane. But that is the only time I will do that. Mm-hmm. But I was looking through something, it might have been a Vogue or a, could have even been a Grazia or an okay. L or yeah. anything. I mean, you know, when you see the like, watches of the season story yeah. and it's like you and i know that they're all the new novelties yeah. that have been pushed yeah. onto the magazine yeah. <laughs> and they're like all right fuck let's think of a story gun quick. to your gun to your head yeah it's like chopard alpine eagle no i like that <laughs> no, watch but, um, but it's like mm, omega uh happy diamonds <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my omega god wrap around floral yeah it's like oh my god throw in an omega trezor yeah <laughs> oh my god oh my god they're literally gonna shoot us yeah i know or like oh my god throw in some small hublet with diamonds on it yeah or like but- let's throw in a two-tone tudor in a, the right size for a woman with diamonds on it yeah 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 you get the gist it's pay to play baby pay to play I have seen in my time a few very well considered watch editorials, uh-huh. especially in M. Le Monde. They're very, very, very good at that because that is the chicest magazine there is. I've never even heard of it. 
goes to show you how chic I am. It's a good one. It's it's a French newspaper supplement. But I I mean, I absolutely just laugh every time I see these watch yeah, stories. Like and it is a joke. And by the way, it's no one's fault at the magazine no. because like that's not what they're into. Yeah. Why not put some thought into this and figure out, I don't know, a constructive way of styling these watches? Because mm-hmm. if M. Le Monde can do it, then these other places can do it too. I just think what it is, is the lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. the lack of care, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think because a lot of new watches, like if you don't know the nuance between uh-huh. like new styles and vintage and neo vintage, like if you don't understand the landscape, you're going to look at like the new novelties and be like, this is disgusting. Let's just do a quick shoot and get it over with. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then if you look at larger like editorial stories where it's like a full fashion story and there's like a watch placed here or there, that can sometimes look cool and organic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a tough one. It's tough. Well, would you say that this is for, are we talking about American magazines? I'm, I'm talking about any. Because I will say as a freelance writer. Yeah. None of the American fashion outlets want to hire me to do any watch stories. No, they didn't. I'm like big in the UK. Yeah. I'm writing for like British Vogue and British GQ and Esquire UK. And it's like all these outlets that have more dedication to watches. But yeah. since this is the first time I'm I'm kind of going about it, I haven't had a chance to actually see what the product looks like really. Mm. And I'm like, does it look better because they care more? You know what, though? Now that I say, now that you say that, like, and I think of M. Le Monde, I mean, that's a French publication, right? So yeah. it's like maybe the Euros do take a bit more time and pay a bit more attention yeah. to this stuff. Well, they all have watch supplements. Like the story I did for. British Vogue, yeah. it was like for their annual watch supplement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember that growing up. And then there was always like a high, like a jewellerie supplement and then a watch supplement. Yeah. And then I didn't really understand American magazines. Yeah. And honestly, I always sort of thought they were inferior. Like mm. whenever I would come here as a teenager, the only thing, and I was like obsessed with magazines, yeah. I'd always be like really bummed out by mm. like US Vogue. Interesting. And which is weird because everybody sort of praised Anna Wintour. Yeah, and like the September issue. But I was always like, this is kind of shit and the paper's really thin. Mm. And and like... It was maybe a little bit more um, neutered. A bit more commercial. Yeah, But for good reason, because, you know, it was going out to like housewives in the Midwest. Yeah, like think about the landscape. And I do think Anna Wintour was, you know, like hugely um, important yes. for, you know, like celebrity culture and fashion. But yeah. and like amongst many other things, I'm not saying that. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But basically watches in magazines are really tough. The other end of the spectrum, which really also gets on my nerves, is this whole thing of like watches should just be put on men in suits. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see, like, first of all, 
Who is wearing a three-piece suit these days? Mm. Except for Mark Cho. I was just about to say Mark yeah, Cho. But Mark Cho has his own thing. Like, if that's your thing. He's and a menswear king. Yeah, he's a menswear like, king. tailored to but, the nine. Yeah, like, because he literally owns he's, menswear. He's a gentleman. But, like, come on, guys. We've yeah. got to just, uh, this whole, like, man in suit with watch, like, no. Is that in a fashion magazine? I feel like all the all the watch watch only content outlets platforms. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Or GQ even. Yeah, yeah. yeah a yeah, lot yeah. of it. It's yeah. like men in suits. Yeah. I don't want to see it unless it's like GQ doing like celebrity wrist spotting or whatever. Like, I just why don't people take a cue from what's happening in real life to inform editorial? I mean, they do, but they don't, right? Because it's supposed to be like fantastical or whatever. Like editorial is supposed to push the boundary. Yeah. I just feel like there's no budget to really push the boundary these days. Well, there's budget for, they'll save their one crumb of budget, not for watches. And like you said, it's kind of an afterthought. It's a total afterthought. But then sometimes you do see the celebrity on the cover wearing a watch, but that's because it's been paid paid for. for. Everything, oh, by the way, everything is paid yeah. for. Everything you see in a magazine has been paid for. Paid to pull the wool over yeah. some of your eyes. <laughs> like nothing you read has not been paid for. Yeah. Like in a print magazine, yeah. it's all pay to play, as you yeah. say. Maybe 90% of it is. Yeah. There's a little wiggle room in there. But yeah, I would love to see, or maybe I just need to be the one to do this. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I think I'm basically saying. You are doing it though. I am doing it. I just can't. I need, there needs to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because it's like, obviously you want it to be beautiful, but also relatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's me. Also, I feel like watches require, just by virtue of what they are, they oftentimes require a lot of, um, pre-awareness and knowledge Mm. right yeah so like you said we can pick up on the nuance of it but your average person is really just looking at the image and whether it from a strictly visual perspective whether they like it or not and if it's not being styled in a way that kind of is just one puzzle piece in like a bigger picture of like a look Mm. then it won't resonate with people like I saw, I was flipping through, for some reason I get ugh, L delivered to my house. Yeah. It was like the previous US. tenants L subscription and it keeps oh. coming. And um, we love a freebie. They had the Rolex Destro in it. What the hell? That's so random. And it was just a woman's wrist with the Rolex Destro. Is this US American? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, That resonates with me because I know what it is. But if you're like the average magazine L reader, you're like, what is that weird green Rolex? Yeah. Like it wasn't part of a look. And I pulled up the high Snapai T print magazine that got sent to my house or that I got from an event. And the Hublot on that model or whatever, I'm like, no, it's like part of a look. Yeah. And like now I see Hublot differently. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, who wears a Hublot? It's like Texas oil money guys. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to see it in a, in a, that's what I mean about it being like fantastical. 
but like you need to like you need someone to show you what it can be yeah like how it can be worn yeah it's how not to wear like, it yeah how to how to spend it yeah um yeah no for sure it, it's like none of these convey like a lifestyle or a look because it's just so not creative that's that's what i mean and that's what is quite depressing to me <laughs> but i think <laughs> i think i'm gonna take on this challenge yeah you're doing it i'm doing it but do people even care do you know what i mean i think more and more they're starting to yeah care. i just don't know because it's like whenever i crowdsource at mm -hmm. like a you know non-watch event <laughs> yeah at a non-watch event i just think people don't give a fuck yeah all they want is a tank yeah <laughs> i mean that's i think 90 you know, of the people i talk to yeah but you know what though they think that all they, they want think is a tank they want because they don't know they don't know and because this information is really like overwhelming for yes. most people and really intimidating it's overwhelming for me yeah so it's <laughs> like Listen, if I can write about skeleton tourbillon, automatic tourbillons after just a few years, you can too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like once you start looking at watches and you pay just the minimal amount of attention, yeah. you kind of start to get it. And like we grow up like knowing about shoes and handbags and fashion and whatever because it's been drilled in our yeah. heads since yeah. we were teenagers. Yeah. But watches haven't because... If you're flipping through a magazine at age 16, you're reading on nylon or you're reading Vogue or whatever, you're like, you don't look at the watch ads. You don't care. Yeah. The editorial people didn't care to push it on you. But, you know, men kind of care men a lot Men care because it's their one accessory. God yeah. bless their heart. Yeah. So they learn. Yeah. Because that's, well, not all men, but you know what I'm saying. Not all men. <laughs> <laughs> well. Me too. Okay. <laughs> well, next time when... Uh, my date shows up with his Cartier bubble. His little button. <laughs> okay, well, I think I think we just leave it there. Yeah. Some food for thought, guys. Yeah. Let um, us let us know what you think of the pebble. I'm really intrigued. Yeah, really, you know, like and subscribe. You're not allowed to have any opinions about the smiley because it's a ten out of ten. Oh! <laughs> All right, so pipe down. <laughs> let her have this. All okay. Right. Ciao. Ciao.